there! Welcome to The Creep End. I'm your host, Brittany. This is my co-host and sister, Kaylin. Hello. And it's episode number... 23. And we're doing... Dream stuff. Creepy dream stuff. Weird dream stuff. I would just say a natural dream stuff. Um, so I chose to do lucid dreams. What did you choose? Premonition dreams. Nice. So I think we've got a nice weird spread of dream shit today. Yeah. Um, I... I can lucid dream, but not on purpose. I don't even know what lucid dreaming is. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll just save my bit for when I get started, I guess. I mean, I can wake myself up from dreams. I don't know what that would count as, but, like, I can feel myself, like, in a dream, and especially, like, in a nightmare now, I guess, or, like, a bad dream, like, when I know something bad's gonna happen, like, I can pop myself right awake. Um, is it just you are, like, okay, wake up, or you're, like, talking to yourself in your dream? Like, in my dream, like, I can realize that I'm dreaming yeah. and wake myself up. Yeah, so you're that's lucid dreaming. Oh, okay. It's more fun. or less. It's fucking weird. It is weird. Because that's how I woke up from the doll dream and the creepy kid dream that mm-hmm. stood out my window. Yeah. Yup. Um, okay, so before we get started, any spooky updates? No, not really. Besides Uncle Brian's creepy rocking chair? N- yeah, no. <laughs> no, that thing, but... Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Well, yeah, nothing spooky. So let's just jump right in, I guess. Dive right in. Oh, oh. She done fucked up. Oh, man. All right, so lucid dreams. So a lucid dream is one in which a person is aware that they are dreaming, but they do not leave the dream state. Um, some people are able to control things in the dream, such as like aspects of their environment. And I have obviously like read people being able to like tell themselves to like wake up or mm-hmm. whatever. That's what I can do. I can't keep myself in a dream, but I can definitely wake my own ass up. So, okay, now that you guys have like a basic description, um, I'll just give my bit. So, I. I can wake myself up from dreams. Um, always nightmares. Mm-hmm. I'm all. I always become self-aware in a nightmare, and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm fucking over this. Get out of here. Yeah. So yeah, I can. Like, I'm not able to. Like, put myself in a lucid dream on purpose. I usually just dream and then become aware that I'm dreaming. Mm-hmm. And then, oh my fucking god. Alright, so, I can't put myself in, like, a lucid dream on purpose, so I can't fall asleep and immediately be like, oh, I'm choosing this Mm -hmm. to dream about, Um, which is what some people can do. I can realize that I'm dreaming, and then I can, like, direct the dream Mm. in, like certain ways I want it to go or like manipulate certain things I can't like force the entire dream into what I want it to be but like 
I can I'm just aware yeah of what's going on so I can like change certain aspects but like I said it's like it randomly happens it's not something that mm-hmm. I have like like complete control over um So, uh, surveys show that roughly about 55% of adults experience at least one lucid dream during their lifetime, and 23% of people experience lucid dreams at least once a month. And, um, some research has pointed to benefits of lucid dreaming, such as, like, treatment for nightmares. Like, obviously, you Mm -hmm. can, if you practice the art of lucid dreaming, then, like I said, I can wake myself up from a nightmare every time. Yeah. Um, and for me, it's like something triggers in my brain, like, oh, this is really scary, like, oh yeah, this isn't real. Yeah. So, Mine is usually, like, something's not right here, Mm -hmm. this doesn't happen. Yeah, like, I'll literally, like, in my dream, tell myself, like, why are you still here? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, get out of this, wake the fuck up. Like, I think I had a dream one time, and I was like, supposed to be running into a house of like a burning building or something and i like finally like was like why the fuck am i running into a burning building i'm not supposed to do that yeah um so there are some studies that say that suggest that um lucid dreaming might have more of a negative impact on mental health because it'll disturb your sleep patterns and um some people can start blurring the lines between reality and fantasy Um, and lucid dreaming has actually been studied pretty extensively, but still, like, dreaming in general, um, we don't know why or how we can do it. What is that weird smirk for? Because I might have an answer to it. Or a partial answer. Well, I mean, there's, like, I mean, from what I read in my research, there's, like, scientists can guess why we dream. Mm-hmm. They still don't know the exact purpose of it. Mm-hmm. Like, what evolutionary purpose does dreaming serve? You know what I mean? Premonitions? That's mm-hmm. it? Yeah, that's what I <laughs> That's gathered. the whole answer. <laughs> that's the whole answer. Well, I mean, I have some answers too, but obviously... Uh, <laughs> nothing's been, like, agreed upon. Like, this is exactly why we do these things. <laughs> It's for premonition dreaming. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it only. Um, telling the future. So some researchers believe that the activity of the prefrontal cortex of the brain is what's related to developing lucid dreams. During non-lucid dreams, people are cognizant of objects and events in the dream, but they're not aware that they're dreaming. And then uh, usually can't distinguish between uh, being asleep and being awake. Mm. So they, it's like when you have a regular dream. Yeah. You don't know it's a dream until you like wake up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so they consider lucid dreaming sort of like a hybrid sleep-wake state. Mm. And then these studies have shown that most lucid dreaming takes place during um, REM sleep. Yep. And... Uh, which... When I can wake myself up, it's usually... And REM sleep is when you're closest to being awake, right? Yeah, it's the last 90 minutes usually yeah. of your sleep. So you're... Yeah. And that's usually, like, when I'm able to really mm-hmm. wake myself up. So, again, going back to, like, a hybrid sleep-wake state. 
Um, so just a little bit more of like scientific background or whatever. This is um, like how lucid dreams are studied. So they do reality testing, which requires participants to perform tests during the day that differentiate sleep and wake and waking. So that's actually like one of the things you can do. They call it like a reality check mm-hmm. or, you know, reality test. So you would do like when you're awake, you would give yourself something to do, like tap your fingers mm-hmm. in a certain succession and that's how you'll know that you're mm-hmm. awake versus in the dream. Yeah. Because you can do that. You can do your you know little finger taps or whatever, mm-hmm. and prove to yourself, okay, yes, I'm awake because this is my thing that I do. So that's what they mm-hmm. have people do to determine what's real and what's not. Um, mnemonic induction of lucid dreams, also known as mild. This technique involves training yourself to recognize the difference between dreams and reality during sleep. So you, you're basically like actively forcing yourself to, in your dreams every single time to remind yourself that you're dreaming. So almost every dream becomes mm-hmm. like a lucid dream, sort of. And then some people do wake in back to bed. So they for, like set an alarm and force themselves up. In the middle of the night. Sorry. And then (laughs) they um, go back to sleep after, like, a certain amount of time has passed. And supposedly that's supposed to make it easier for you to, like, put yourself in a lucid dream. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's things like um, external stimulation, such as, like, flashing lights or other stimuli that are, like, activated like music or noises or whatever that you would have activated during REM sleep and that would like trigger your brain into a a lucid dream. So this is like shit you have to like practice. Like too lazy to practice all of it's that. like work from honest. what I've gathered. <laughs> and I'm sure they don't get paid for it. <laughs> and then uh kind of to me obviously there's certain types of drugs and supplements that um help induce lucid dreaming which i'm sure i'm sure there are (laughs) so some researchers argue that creating lucid dreams intentionally blurs the lines between real and fake and you can start having like negative impact like a negative impact on your long-term mental health because you're starting to like you're, you know, you, you're probably, if you're doing this, like, a lot, like, you probably, like, why are you running, from, you know, why are you running from reality this bad? Yeah. Or are you just, like, trying to do a cool, I mean, it's not like a party trick. You can't really show other people. Yeah, here, watch me sleep and then wake up. <laughs> like, hold on, watch me sleep and I'll tell you that I woke myself up. Yeah. So it's, like, so some people, it's, like, I would assume, and I get into that later. It's, like, a form of escapism for some people. Yeah. Um, and then, like we said earlier, they're disruptive to sleep patterns. So some people who are like really trying to do it, like it, it, it spikes your brain activity because mm-hmm. your brain's actively working and telling you, you know, yeah. you're, you're basically having like a half awake, half asleep, like fantasy dream, you know, a daydream. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like you're, so your brain is actively working to create this 
you know, mm-hmm. world for you. I had to finally explain to Rowan what a daydream was because she like bounced out and bounced right back in mm-hmm. and she was like, Mom, I was just dreaming with my eyes open. A little space case. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, honey, that's called a daydream. She's like, oh, and I was like, no, it's normal. It happens and it's okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so the higher levels of brain activity decrease sleep quality and obviously have a negative effect on sleep hygiene. I don't mean to pause you really quickly, but I do have a question. The type of dreaming, I guess, where you can, like, pull yourself out and, like, physically see yourself sleeping. Astral projection. That's what it's called. Okay, thank you. Continue. Yeah, that's another um, practiced one. Mm-hmm. I I chose lucid dreaming on purpose, cause, and I'll get to it, but it's pretty popular on TikTok. Mm-hmm. At least on my algorithm. So. I just watch Sleepwalkers. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh god, that one woman is so funny. I love her so much. Uh, Celine Spooky Boo, that's yes. her name. <laughs> I don't think you listen to this, but you are funny no, and amazing. she would absolutely not listen to this. <laughs> She's like, no. Um, anyway, so... There was a study that the um, results were released in February of this year, so February 2021, and a team of international scientists, I believe they were Norwegian, mm-hmm. um, conducted a study in communicating with people while they're lucid dreaming. Oh. So participants in the study were actually able to correctly respond to questions simple math problems while they were deep in their rapid eye movement uh, round of sleep. And um, the research basically revealed like a unexplored communication channel, quote unquote, that could enable, quote, a new strategy for the empirical exploration of dreams. So the participants were actually able to remember what was going on while they were dreaming so Mm -hmm. they remembered to do the tasks that they were told to do while they were dreaming so they'd wake up and like oh i have to do this thing Mm -hmm. um and they were able to recall the interactions with some of the researchers after they woke up uh as if like when they were being spoken to directly Mm -hmm. so they like reported that they could hear the um researchers voices kind of like a narrator or like a radio like a radio speaker over their dream Mm -hmm. so like this person was like you know coming in like a loud speaker like a morgan freeman type oh yeah like morgan freeman is god narrating your life yeah um although to me the numbers are still sort of small and i did not write down the total number of participants so only 18% of the trials resulted in a clear and accurate communication form. 17% produced answers, but they were indecipherable. So like they responded, but in gibberish or, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. And then 3% of people gave incorrect responses to the questions being asked. And then 60%, it didn't do anything at all. Mm-hmm. So... Like I said, I don't know that I don't I didn't write down the total number of people that were studied, but 
like it seems like it was a really small amount of people that could actually do it but oh i'm sure i am i did read that some of the people in the study like were avid lucid dreamers like they Mm -hmm. have already been practicing this for a while so i'm assuming maybe that's the 17 percent is maybe the ones that already practiced like avid lucid dreaming all right so um if you were curious this is how you can lucid dream so optimize your bedroom for sleeping so practice good sleep hygiene hygiene so you know like um, shower before bed no sleep hygiene is like don't use your screen time like you use your bed for sleeping don't do your homework in your bed don't oh i fucked up already yeah (laughs) you're not supposed to like watch tv or like be on your computer or mm-hmm. computer or your your phone or whatever um that way you can have like a healthy sleep cycle you're not throwing it off with like all the blue light and doing other things uh yeah um assess your reality so like we said earlier the reality testing so you want to give yourself a little something to be able to check your environment to confirm whether you're sleeping or awake and then you want to try those mild or um, WBTB methods from earlier, the mnemonic induction or the wake and wake and back to bed. Uh, so wake up after sleeping for five hours and then tell yourself to remember that you are dreaming once you have fallen asleep. So you have to like practice like trying to remind yourself, okay, when you know you're in the dream, tell yourself you're dreaming. That's too much work. Well, yeah, it's a lot of just brain power. <laughs> and then keep a journal of your dreams. So every time you wake up, like write them down. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes like just the power of suggestion works for people. They can just tell themselves, I will be able to like actively manipulate my dreams when I fall asleep. So that just works for some people. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. And then I guess there are lucid dream inducing devices. So, like, I miss, it sounds like they're, like, sound machines, sort of. Mm-hmm. Or they play, like, light strobes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you can just set them up to go off. And it should, like, trigger... You know how, like, the researchers do? They trigger stuff during the REM sleep to yeah. see if you can start seeing stuff. Mm-hmm. So it would go off while you're lucid dream. Or, you know, it would go off while you're in REM, the REM stage to yeah. hopefully induce a lucid dream. And then, um, apparently, uh, video gaming. So playing video games has actually caused a lot of people to lucid dream. Oh. Which I don't game a lot, but I could definitely see it's a lot of stimuli, it's a lot of action, Mm -hmm. and when you're playing a game, you're immersed. Yeah. The closest I can get to that is, like... Uh, when I used to watch The Walking Dead mm-hmm. um, religiously, and I was very emotionally invested into the show, and because it's such like, hi- like the episodes are really high intensity, mm-hmm. like I would end up dreaming, like having zombie dreams at night, like after watching, like the really like hardcore episodes. Yeah. So I'd imagine if you're gaming and you're like, oh, like stressing out about mission mm-hmm. or whatever, like I'm sure. That's kind of similar. That's or your five-year-old dreams about demogorgons, but you know, hey. It, I mean, 
<laughs> it's very overstimulating. Yeah. Um, so some people believe, and this is where we get into the creepy shit, um, some people believe that lucid dreams are actually um, you accessing a alternate reality or a parallel universe. Hmm. So obviously there's not a scientific proof of this, and, um, you know, again, if you're a Marvel fan, then you sort of understand a little bit of the theory of the multiverse. Mm-hmm. Or at least we will soon, whenever Doctor Strange 2 comes out. But, I think it's like next year. Um, or 2023. Yeah. So the theory of the multiverse in like my really lame way of explaining it is like there's our reality or our timeline mm-hmm. that we're living in currently. And then butted up against our timeline is other timelines that are so close that sometimes we can bridge the gap between them. Mm. Um, And some people use that as, like, the explanation for, like, the Mandela effect is, like, oh, in a different timeline, Mandela died in the 80s, and in our timeline, he died in, what, 2008 or something? Yeah. So it's, like... But some people like, no, I remember him dying in the 80s. And so, you know. Yeah. So it's like, okay, did you swap from, or did you somehow grasp a memory from the wrong timeline or something like that? Yeah. So that's kind of like a really, really... And that goes with like the, I guess like the Fruit Loop boxes. Or yeah, yeah. The that's... tricks boxes or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, I'm just using that as like a really quick example. I'm no, I just wanted to, to clarify it has nothing it for to do, myself. Yeah, no, it just has nothing to do with like lucid dreaming, really. But yeah, um, just that multiverse explanation that there's just a bunch of timelines butted up against the one that we're currently in, mm-hmm. and that lucid dreaming can help you access those other timelines. Um, so basically people think because like during the day like our conscious mind like has barriers around it like obviously shit you're doing Mm -hmm. you know like we really don't allow our subconscious mind to ever take over so when you're lucid dreaming you're allowing your subconscious mind to go ahead and do whatever it's gonna do yeah and let it jump realities or jump into other like timelines or other versions of you essentially you know um because some people actually like when they lucid dream they describe like they really it really felt real Mm -hmm. like oh i could feel the clothes i was wearing i could Mm -hmm. feel the fabric when i hugged that person i could smell Mm mm-hmm like their perfume and it felt very real there's like stories of people who went to sleep and then like they had a dream but they like lived an entire lifetime and they had a spouse and children Mm -hmm. and then they grew old and then they had a great happy life and then they wake up and they're like whoa what the it's been it's been one night you know what I mean? So yeah. some people think that, like, they're getting, like, a window into whatever alternate reality that they're living in. Mm-hmm. So the other version of ourselves in a different space. I don't ever want to see that person. <laughs> Please keep that person. Well, then you can just keep your so, on your subconscious, like, turned off. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So we're usually just locked 
inside of our bodies and sort of unaware of the different levels of consciousness that we can reach. And, um, so, and that's the thing, it's like lucid dreaming does allow us to, like, directly interact with our subconscious. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of weird because your subconscious is making this, like, dream world, but you're, like, actively manipulating it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it is almost like the two pieces of your mind are coming together. Um, some people obviously argue with this saying, it's obviously, you know, that's not real. Yeah. You're not hopping into the multiverse when you're lucid dreaming. Um, so some people say because of the fact that your subconscious and conscious are sort of intertwining, it creates the appearance of having stepped into some kind of interdimensional thing because, like, this is not something that you normally do. Yeah. Um, People have wildly differing lucid dreams depending on what they imagine, what they suggest to themselves, Mm -hmm. or what they manipulate in their dream. So if we were hopping into a different timeline, I mean, likely some people would hop into the same one, Mm -hmm. maybe. So why wouldn't people report having very, very similar dreams? Yeah. You know? Um, and then, obviously, the fact that, you know, dreams are quote-unquote internally generated um, and lucid dreaming is happening, you know, in your conscious or subconscious. So it's not like astral projection where, mm-hmm. like you said earlier, where you, you kind of like your soul leaves your body or whatever. Your consciousness leaves your body. Yeah. Um, and then in most people's lucid dreams, like, whatever people imagine just happens. So it's like, oh, like, and I've done that before in some of my dreams where I'm like, oh, I'm going to stop the scary part right now and make it, like, really mundane. Mm. And it happens. So it's like, obviously, that might not be an alternate reality if mm-hmm. you're able, like I said, you're able to manipulate what's happening yeah you know if we hopped into just a different existence you wouldn't be able to manipulate it it'd be just like we're existing here so um and then uh your brain sometimes creates like a dream body um that you occupy which is why you feel sometimes after you dream like an out-of-body experience Mm -hmm. so that kind of gives you the illusion of you've left your real body and you've gone somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But it's because... Like, sometimes, you know, I don't know. I can sometimes see myself, weirdly, in dreams. Oh, like I'm, no. Like I'm watching, like, a movie. So I think that's what gives people the idea, like, oh, see, I'm watching a different reality. Whereas it's just, like, however your brain's deci- deciding to play out whatever storyline's happening. Um... And, uh, so yeah, so lucid dreaming, obviously, like I mentioned earlier, is, like, super popular on TikTok, and, um, people kind of, like, morph it in with reality shifting. Mm. So, reality shifting, simply put, is you're basically just hardcore daydreaming. Oh. Um, which is obviously why it kind of goes in with the lucid dreaming, because I feel like, uh, most of the people from what I looked at on, I just kind of skimmed through people's TikToks, like, not really taking much from any in particular, 
but like most people seemed to have started with the reality shifting mm-hmm. um, and it got especially popular during the pandemic yeah. a lot of people needed some form of escapism because you, you you know quote unquote couldn't leave your house um so yeah so you're taking whatever you want like, and you're just like literally hardcore daydreaming about it to the point where you're almost like dreaming while you, you know you're mm-hmm. awake like people really do like tap out like z- like hardcore space case you know yeah um and so they discern people who do this discern between there are two different universes quote unquote one is the current reality which is what we would say is current real mm-hmm. life and then their desired reality that they journey to mm. um and then some people also believe that when they do the reality shifting that they are actually shifting into an alternate universe yeah and um when people are shifting realities they are using energy and spiritual abilities to form a different consciousness yeah and can be there for however long they want to be and um some people say that like they feel like it's just them like mm-hmm. like they like they i mean it's like they they're creating this own world yeah but then some people say that like they've shifted with other people like i don't know it's it's a lot a lot of people chop this up to what's called maladaptive daydreaming Mm -hmm. which is a daydreaming disorder where disorder where a person regularly hardcore daydreams so much that it's so highly distracting that they will stop doing the task they're doing or they will like stop talking to the person they're talking to mm-hmm. like they completely like zone out yeah and they may even like disassociate diso- disassociate from reality yeah. and um absorb themselves completely in the daydream and then they even might start acting out the behaviors mm-hmm. or acting out the dialogue that they're having in their daydream mm-hmm. yes so maladaptive daydreaming is like a coping mechanism just dis- developed to respond to trauma mm-hmm. and um i think that's also dissociative disorder mm-hmm. where some people just check out because they can't handle yeah what's happening they just literally mentally just fucking check out yeah and might not even remember like mm-hmm. what the fuck was happening in front of them and it is is like people who've experienced some like severe trauma will dissociate yeah they just can't deal um so maladaptive daydreaming was coined in 2002 but has yet to be recognized by the diagnostic and statistical manual for mental health disorders which is the dsm-5 so it's not recognized as like a legitimate psychological disorder Mm -hmm. yet now that we have the tiktok craze and a lot of people doing this stuff and it's becoming Mm -hmm. more apparent yeah um maybe Mm -hmm. Maybe it won't be a disorder, but it'll just be like a, like a not a very good coping mechanism for reality. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so while you are lucid dreaming, if you do lucid dream, there's a few things that you should not do. 
and that is uh don't kill people oh uh, yeah. um because i guess you can there's no actual you're dreaming yeah but i guess mental like that long-term mental health mm-hmm. problems that this could pose yeah that would partially could potentially pose a an issue you know an issue yeah. to your long-term mental health if you're running amok murdering people in your dreams you know maybe you'll like well fuck am i maybe i'm a fucked up person you know what i mean yeah. I don't know. um don't stay in a nightmare for too long even if you feel like you're in control because like you can fall right back out of control yeah and then again you can just sometimes i have nightmares and i wake up and i'm like what fuck mm-hmm. and then i'm like if i don't go write this down and publish this somewhere I could be making as much money as Stephen King. Yeah. Some of my nightmares are fucking terrifying. And I'm like, I wake up sometimes like, why does my brain think like this? Mm-hmm. Like, what is wrong with me? So I would imagine if you're actively lucid dreaming and you're technically making these things up, you know yeah. what I mean? I'm sure, again, long-term mental health, you're like, what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> mm. And then a lot of people said, do not look in a mirror. And I read that and saw that in a multitude of places. And I think it's because sometimes um, there's this thing called scrying that people do. You, like, stare in a mirror for a really, really long time. And if you stare at yourself in the mirror for a long time, you will actually start to see your face do some weird shit. Mm. Um, like, some people like some people say you, like, get, like, a really devilish look. Like, dev- or you see your facial expression change. Mm-hmm. Even though you're sitting there, like, deadpan. Yeah you'll start to smile in the mirror or something like that. So it's like your brain is playing some kind of trick on you. Mm -hmm. And so I think in the dream, if you're doing that in a dream, it just, I don't know, maybe ends up some like weird portal or something. You know what I mean? Like, who knows? But a lot of people said don't look in the mirror and didn't really have like a solid explanation as to why. Don't look in a mirror like that. So thank you. (laughs) Won't be dreaming and looking in a mirror anytime soon. Yeah. And then a lot of people talked about um, when they realize they're dreaming and say somebody's in their dream is talking to them and they go, hey, this is a dream. This isn't real. And the, they call them characters in their lucid dreams. Like a lot of people said that their characters get angry mm-hmm. that they've realized that they're dreaming. Or they get scared and they're Mm. like, oh, you're not supposed to know that you're dreaming or you're not supposed to know that this isn't real. Yeah. And some people say that, like, um, their characters in their dreams tell them to leave. Like, oh, you you need to go before. Mm -hmm. Oh, you need to go before they find out. Yeah. Like, who's this they? And a lot of people report that, Mm -hmm. that when they go, hey, this isn't real. And they're talking. Yeah. Oh, God, you need to get out of here before they find out. Who the fuck is they? Men in black. Ugh. Oh, did you get that video I sent you of Dan Aykroyd? Um, I did, but I don't really have service at work to look at it, so oh, I have to like look at it was like an interview about, like, a, a TV project he was going to work on and got shut down, but he, like, saw some men in black. And then his whole, like, he he's an avid, like, yeah. alien guy. Like, and paranormal dude. Mm-hmm. Like, Ghostbusters was, like, a fucking child of his that he like really wanted to do because he really believes in the paranormal yeah um anyway totally digressing um oh yeah so then some people 
will, when they say, hey, this is a dream, this isn't real, the other people will go, wait, I'm also dreaming. Yeah. So it's almost like they've met other people lucid dreaming in their dreams. Hmm. And then, um, lastly, a lot of people report, say, like, when they say, you're not real, mm-hmm. this isn't real, then they will be chased by their lucid dream characters and harmed or even killed. Oh, damn. So, yeah. Don't tell your fucking characters that you know you're dreaming, <laughs> just fucking get the fuck yeah, out of there. Yeah, maybe just tell yourself that you're dreaming yeah, and you're gonna wake the fuck up. Um, and then just touching base back on what we talked about a couple episodes ago, we discussed deja vu Mm -hmm. and I gave you like my best guess of deja vu. I think it was our time, uh, time travel episode. Um, so I found a little bit about deja vu. I just wanted to throw it in there as like a, just a little fun fact since we were trying to figure out deja vu the couple episodes ago. Um, so people think some people think that deja vu um could be a stray memory um from an alternate you so an alternate you living in an alternate timeline Mm -hmm. that has somehow managed to like cross over into your consciousness here so some people think that if there is multiple timelines um and you're existing on another timeline then you're the same exact makeup of adam's Mm-hmm. and molecules and what have you, right? You yeah. be the exact same DNA. So it's like your consciousness can morph together sometimes. Yeah. And then that's maybe why we have deja vu is like you're you're getting a vision of something from a not, an alternate timeline that's sort of similar to what's happening in this one, but not quite. That's why deja vu never feels like, like oh, I think I've done this before, but it's kind of different. That connects us into what? I'm talking about yes. because I did read a part about deja vu with premonition dreaming. Oh yeah, exactly. So for those who I guess don't know, we'll just read a brief definition of what a premonition dream is. And it appears to give advance notice or warning of some future event. And uh, some people do call it clairvoyant dreaming. Mm-hmm. Um, but linking it to deja vu, I was reading that because deja vu is something that you feel like you have seen or done before. Yeah. And how they linked it to it is that it is a premonition dream. So you not ne- you necessarily haven't done it before, like you were saying with the lucid dreaming or the alternate realities, but you have dreamt it before and now it's actually happening. Yeah. So, which I think was one of my best guesses. Yeah, which I thought was pretty cool too cuz finally get a connection somewhere. (laughs) Um, So, a little bit of background, I guess, about dreaming and stuff, too. Like, dreams can actually provide information about your present state of mind, worries, and hopes. So, when you dream, like, depending on what type of dream you have, like it could be like your subconscious telling you like not to worry about something or you are too worried about this or yeah like kind of how like stressed you are about things and like even like looking into the future of like how you're hoping something will happen to you or for you or all these things and of course dreams always happen during the REM cycle of sleep 
Because, you know, we have to say that on every fucking episode, because I think I said it twice already on two different episodes. (laughs) In case y'all weren't sure. Yeah, just you gotta make sure. Now you're positive. Um, And most dreams are actually not remembered after waking up. Um, Premonition dreams are extremely common, and most won't realize that they have experienced this type of dream until the events actually happen. Mm. Um, These dreams can sometimes be messages from other planes of existence so linking it into your lucid dreams like it could be an alternate reality or however you want to describe it trying to contact you or trying to inform you of something that will happen Mm -hmm. so even if it is like like a past life is how i look at it mostly because premonition dreaming you're looking to the future so i think it's a past life coming to you saying hey this is gonna happen be aware or you know do what you do but this is gonna happen Hmm. um it could also be an angel spirit guide or even a dead loved one trying to communicate with you and i think that's a little (laughs) that one that's the part that gave me chills because i was like oh yeah because i Before Chris passed away, mm-hmm. I had a dream the night before he passed away of him telling me everything was going to be all right. Hmm. But, like, nothing bad happened in the dream. It was really just him telling me that everything was going to be okay. Hmm. And then the next day, he he passed. So it was just, I don't know, it was strange. Yeah, it's weird. Um... And if it's not one of these things, you may just be able to see future, the future. So Ooh. you may just be clairvoyant yourself, which I think is pretty interesting and fantastic. Um, to tell you're having a premonition dreams, you may be having a reoccurring dream. So the same one over and over and over again. Um, or there are common elements in most of your dreams. So say you're at like the same place in each of your dream, but your dreams are completely different every time or like you're wearing the same outfit in every dream but different things are happening premonition dreams will show specific people places and events not necessarily all at the same time it could be staggered in different dreams and stuff but for people who do keep like dream journals and stuff like they could piece them together and start creating this the message the message and like this event that is supposed to be happening to either them or to the universe i guess that's you could say that's kind of creepy oh just wait till i get to my stories oh god so in some cases a spirit or a deceased loved one tells you about the future so they'll just come straight to you and be like hey this is what's happening be there or be square i don't know i don't know how they talk to you (laughs) Um, and of course, keeping a dream journal is also a good way to track your dreams, their meanings, details, etc. And as more details present themselves, everything is going to make more sense. Mm. And this is for like the avid dreamers who really like keep up with their like dream yeah, journals. Really keep up. Yeah, because I, I started one and I don't know where it's at or what happened to it. or It's with your... Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean journal. (laughs) What are you talking about? That's the same journal. (laughs) Yeah, it's all in the same thing. 
You know what? I'm a premonition dreamer. I've been, I'm going to be that's a pirate it. one day. The world's going to fall into an apocalypse and we're all going to become pirates. Yep, that's it. <laughs> Back to sailing the seven seas. Yeah. With a compass and a sex tape. <laughs> what? Remember I, I said sextant in our ghost ship episode and oh. you said sex tape? Uh, you know, I'm, I forgot. I'm sorry. Lord. Um... So precognition, mm-hmm. scientifically, violates the principle of causality, which is cause and effect. And there is no scientific evidence that proves premonition to be true. But there's also no scientific evidence that proves it to be false. So there are... So I'm sure the argument is it's just pure coincidence. Yes. Got it. Of course. But... Because of events that have happened and because of people being people, more people believe in premonition dreaming than people who don't. Yeah. And, I mean, just to play, like, devil's advocate, like, maybe not, like, people who dreamt about 9-11 or, you know what I mean, something like that, because... Some people would argue and say that you could have politically and Mm. socially predicted 9-11, but I'm sure, like, maybe somebody on, like, a low, like, a more personal basis, Mm -hmm. like, you know, you know, you know something's, you have a problem with this family member or something, let's just say. There's really only a couple of different outcomes. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you're going to confront this person Mm -hmm. or you're going to just stop talking to them. Yeah. And when you dream that, you know what I mean? And it's like maybe in your head you had a fight with them. Mm -hmm. And then when you actually have the fight with them in real life, they might have said something similar. But it's like, yeah, but you know that person. You could probably guess how they're going to react. No, exactly. So I'm sure that's an argument. Like, There was also an example that was used. And it was like, say you haven't heard from your brother in months or years. And then the next day he calls you. And it's like, okay, that's just who my brother is, because my my brother doesn't even talk to me right now, you know? (laughs) But yeah, it's like, okay, so the likelihood of you finally realizing, oh shit, I haven't talked to my brother Mm -hmm. in like a month. Who's to say your brother's not like, oh shit, I haven't talked to my sister in a month. Yeah. You know what I mean? mean? So it is like a coincidence. Yeah. It's just like, uh, if you dreamt about it, it's like, well, yeah, because there's only a couple obvious outcomes. Mm -hmm. And the odds of you dreaming about one of those outcomes is pretty high. Yeah. So Especially, like you said, if you know the person or you know the situation. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Just playing devil's advocate. I definitely think people can sometimes tell things are going to happen. Yeah, you ready for my stories? Yes. So I went, not deep, deep, but I went and I found some examples of people. Mm Mm-hmm. Famous premonition dreaming. Oh, okay. Is this Not like famous a... people, but oh. like just famous ones that have been recorded. Oh, okay. Do you so, have like a quick source? Um, I think this one was historycollection.com. Oh, okay. Perfect. Oh, okay. So it's like a, a compilation that you found. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Just make and sure it's all, you... And it's all from the same... Um, it's either history collection or healthline.com. So it's oh, okay. one of those two. I was just making sure you weren't stealing like people's Reddit... Oh, no, 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 no. I would have totally gave them the credit for that. Okay, just making sure. No, it was was articles that I found online. Oh, okay, perfect. 
and I tried to find, I actually did try to find the, the name of the person who wrote the article, but I didn't okay. dig deep enough to find that. No, it's fine, as long as we have somewhere to send something. Yes, and okay. I already posted it to the sources. So, boom, yeah. So, I, I'm gonna apologize for my pronunciations, so just stick with me here. Aberf- the Aberfan Landslide. There was 150 kids and adults who were killed in 1966 when a coal mine collapsed from its waste on a school in South Wales. John Barker, who was a psychiatrist, visited um, the area and soon realized that a majority of the people had a type of premonition, and there were more than 60 replies to an ad in the London newspaper asking if anyone had premonitions about the disaster. So, what, like, more in depth into it a little bit, like all these people they didn't necessarily have like a dream like that this exact thing was going to happen but they all had dreams that something bad was coming from this or coming soon and it was very like eerie to me because it was a lot of people who had like eerie dreams who had like bad feelings in their dreams Okay, so the second one is President Lincoln. What? He himself had a dream about two weeks before his assassination about walking in the White House until he came across his own corpse guarded in the East Room, which was the room where his casket rested after he had died. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. President Lincoln. Oh. Um, His wife was a spiritualist. Yeah, I think we tapped, touched base on that a, a long, a long mm-hmm. time ago. On a really I think it was early... like one of our first episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, this one I kind of wrote backwards, so just bear with me here. Morgan Robertson wrote the book Futility about a large futility, 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 futility. F-U-T-I-L-I-T-Y? Yeah, futility. That's what I said. You said futility. Futility. Whatever. (laughs) Oh my god. Foo fighters. Anyways, (laughs) this book was about a large vessel named Titan. Uh, Oh. And a vessel is usually another word for... A ship? A ship. It was supposed to be unsinkable, but sank after colliding with an iceberg. (sighs) Sounds familiar, doesn't it? And it was also an insurance scam on the Olympic. No, <laughs> <laughs> no not yet. Because this book was written 14 years before the Titanic or the Olympic went down. Oh. Yeah. Um, he, the, the writer, mm-hmm. does not, like, it, like, admit to any premonitions or any types of feelings. or It was just a book he wrote. Oh, wow. So he, like dismiss that entire suggestion like he was like nah like i just fucking wrote a book oh that's <laughs> like, weird okay so alone. he was like no i didn't have a dream and it's like yeah but it's just really creepy how yep. he wrote a book like this and either the titanic or the olympic whichever one you prefer to call it at this point okay so we ended up on a titanic conspiracy <laughs> theory tiktok and both of us have, and we sent each other back and forth these TikToks of, so supposedly, whatever douche canoe funded the Titanic and the Olympics, they were sister ships, the Olympic had already been involved in an accident, and he thought, 
oh, I'm building the Titanic, supposed to have this elaborate voyage, yada, yada, yada. What would be better than to go ahead, swap out the nameplates, put the Olympic, Mm -hmm. have it sink, Mm -hmm. collect the insurance money on it, and keep my brand new beautiful ship under the guise of the Olympic. And the other curious, J.P. Morgan. Yeah. It's J.P. Morgan who owned those ships or funded it or what have you. Yeah. And, and he was supposed to be on the ship. He was ships. supposed to be on the ship, and he dropped out literal... Three hours before. Yes, hours before the ship was supposed to leave. And on the other ship were his um, rival millionaire, billionaire friends. But they were also <laughs> ones who went in with him for for these boats, or for these ships, I'm sorry. There's okay. a difference between so ships and boats. If, yeah, so, and they died. Right? Yes, yeah, they, they all died. died. They all died on the ship. So all these other investors or other just rich people who owned chunks of America at that time went down with the Titanic. So there's this conspiracy that he swapped it with the Olympic, had it sank on purpose to off his rich buddies and to gain the in- or get the insurance money from the sinking. So, yes. Okay, sorry. No, it's Way fine. diverted, but... Yeah, no, that um, was pretty much the end of the Titanic one oh, for okay. me anyways. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... This one, is it's a little touchy for me. I'm gonna do the best I can, because it's about my dear Princess Diana of Wales. Oh, okay. So... She may have predicted her own death in a letter. Yes, and this I I feel so many ways about this because I have a soft spot well, for my princess. Finish this the story. Cause... So quote. I'm gonna put this in quotes so nobody can come after me because it's quoted. It says this particular phase in my life is the most dangerous. My husband is planning an accident in my car, brake failure, and a serious head injury to make the path clear for him to marry Camilla. Period. End quote. And this note was kept secret until 2003 when it was actually published in a book by the, I believe, who was the, the only survivor of that car crash. I think. I it was just her and the driver. No, there was more people in that car. It was her, the driver, her bodyguard, and her um, boyfriend at the time. Boyfriend? You don't read much, do you? Or listen to t- uh, or listen to other podcasts. So I, I listen to other was, podcasts, was, not about Princess Diana. <laughs> so she was dating somebody of a different race at the time. Um, they kept it se- they kept it really secret. For, Were they able to divorce? No, because it would have looked really crappy on. Well, oh, and I guess everyone knew he was dating Camilla. Yes, um, but the bodyguard were- survived. The bodyguard is That's the right. only one who I remember survived. that. Okay. So they were all in the car coming, leaving from somewhere, going to somewhere else. Yes. And everybody but the bodyguard. Yes. Passed. Okay. And it was like some, th- it was like, wasn't it like she normally could have walked that if they insisted that they drive or something like that? It was something They weird. insisted that they drove because of the... I don't want to say issues, but because of who she was dating at the time. Oh. So. Well, 
I mean, I'm not... Obviously, I don't follow the royals because I don't typically care. Mm -hmm. But I definitely think she was set up. And I think she knew she was going to be set up. Yes. I don't think they were... Whether or not she, quote-unquote, had a premonition, Mm -hmm. I think, like she said, the state that her life was in was extremely dangerous at the time. And... Like, who's to say maybe she dreamt that, yeah, he's fucking with the car or whatever, or gonna have the car fucked with, but... Yeah. No, I'm sure she knew... I think she just knew because she was stepping out of tradition in many... Not just dating a man of a different race, but even in her... She was the only... She shook hands with AIDS patients. You didn't do that at the time. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So she did shit like that. So I'm sure... They were having, they were plotting, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And maybe she overheard, or maybe maybe she did. Yeah. Prem, 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 how do you make that into a verb? Preminating? Preminize? <laughs> <laughs> maybe Premonitioning? She... <laughs> there you go, preminitioning. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's an actual word for that, and it's going to come to me later when, yeah. after we're done recording, I'm going to sound like an idiot, but. <laughs> you know, and maybe she did have some kind of premonition that, oh yeah, something is going to be wrong with the car. Yeah, well, but that's like the only I reason f- I really wrote this one down is because of how detailed yeah. the quote was. Like, it wasn't just like, oh, like, I have a feeling I'm going to yeah. be killed. Yeah. It was like, this is what's going to happen to me. Yeah. This is how I'm going to die. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Rest in peace, my princess. So, you know Carl Jung, right? Yes. Okay. Wait. Young? Young. J-U-N-G. Young. The psychologist? Yes. Young. Oh, okay. Sorry, nobody's ever said his last name. It's just always been Carl. Like, in my psychology class that I took. Uh, yeah. It's Young. Young. Okay. okay. Anyways. Sorry. So, Carl Jung may have predicted World War I in his dreams. Oh. Yeah. So he started dreaming about an apocalyptic (laughs) episode happening in the world. And he had broken... And, like, this was also around the time that he had broken away from Sigmund Freud. Uh, Yeah. and probably a good idea. (laughs) He started having visions. So it was a very chaotic time in his life as well. Because he was branching away from that in, like trying to make it as like on his own as like while admitting that he has visions <laughs> <laughs> whatever no i know well so, Freud, yes. freudian belief is fucking stupid but you know yeah it's also been disproven but anyways that's all right all the male narcissists in the world will love freud for the rest of their lives doesn't matter anyway mm-hmm. look <laughs> So, okay. so he like you know it was a chaotic time in his life. So which kind of, I guess like matches up with having like weird visions and like chaotic like dreams and stress yeah. and all these things. But his dreams were about floating rubble of civilization and the drowned bodies of uncounted thousands. Oh. Which oh, kind of. That's yeah. correlates with it's World tra- War One. It's traumatizing. Yeah. So in 1993, um, I'm like, can't even fucking write. Apparently, 1993. <laughs> I wrote 1993. It's supposed to be 1913. 
Oh, wow. That's uh, quite the difference. <sighs> okay, anyways. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, he had his last dream of events like the, like, uh, like the ones he had before in June of 1914. And the war began in July of 1914. Hmm. So he was having crazy, chaotic dreams about, like, apocalyptic shit, dying people, drowning people, like... And mm. just like a world full of blood, and then Ew. all of a sudden, World War One started. Yeah, I mean that's that's a little weird. Again, like social and political. Well, yes, that know. one could have been predicted by tying my <laughs> shoe. <laughs> so you know, but I, 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 that's definitely weird. That's weird shit to dream. You see, that's the, that's the kind of... If I were to dream about the shit, I'd wake up and be like, what the fuck's wrong with me? <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure he did the same thing. Most likely. As his... You know, as being a psychiatrist. Yeah. So. But yeah, those are some of the stories yeah. that I looked up that I thought were interesting enough to read. Those are creepy. And, yeah. I just, my favorite one's the Titanic one, though, because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, bro, we, bro was doing some. Because now we're back on <laughs> Titanic TikTok. Yeah. I was off of Titanic TikTok for hella long, too. <laughs> <laughs> and now people are using the her on the on the uh, door as a meme again. I saw one. She was a meme. It's been a meme over and over again, but I saw it, like, one of it popped up and it was like, no, Jack, there's no room. And it was like her laying there with a bunch of potted plants. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there's no room for you. Oh my god. So funny. Um, Which, by the way, there was room for him, but you know, Jack was It was like a college, a couple of college students that, like, replicated what oh, a door on the Titanic shit. would have been like and then were like, could two bodies fit on here? You know what? That and seems like a pretty good fucking science They project. came to, they even tried to replicate like the buoyancy of the water <laughs> in the Atlantic. <laughs> All they needed to fucking do, well it was filmed in a fucking swimming pool, just go to a swimming pool. <laughs> I mean, they did the most with it. That's what I'm trying to say and they proved that yes, Jack could have gotten on the door. And uh don't quote me, but I'm fairly certain that James Cameron has come out and being like it's a fucking story and this is how I wanted it to end. Yes, I'm sure he did because he's I, like leave me alone. I've been through so many like articles and like I even think like a few TikToks now that have been like Y'all know that the Jack and Rose story wasn't oh, fucking God, real, and I'm right? sure a ton of people think it was. Like, this was just a fucking story to tell. It's a historical fiction, yeah. but on a real event just to give you a glimpse into what happened. Yes. While ripping your heart out watching poor Leo DiCaprio freeze to death. And then be okay. shoved into the ocean. <laughs> um. So that movie came out in 1997. Yeah, I was like three years old i was six and a half and uh the moment i saw that man <laughs> that's when i knew i liked men <laughs> <laughs> well thank you for that oh uh, god i just like it was oh it was those god. untied boots at the very beginning <laughs> for me <laughs> lord help me i still 
I, I think. I'm sorry. My favorite my Leonardo f- DiCaprio movie to this day is still Romeo and Juliet. Oh, I love that one. So, like, hands down. I mean, I love Titanic, but, you know, whatever. Uh, I actually like him. Well, he had such a small role, but actually I really love the movie The Quick and the Dead. Mm, I don't with, think I've seen uh, that one. I think it's is that Jodie Foster. I fucking love Jodie Foster. Though. And uh, Russell Crowe. Oh, I don't think I've seen it. And, uh, oh, her dad is played by the guy from Law and Order. Is she, like, the sheriff or the bad guy or whatever, like, she's a little kid. Mm-hmm. And he's all, oh, and her dad's the sheriff. Mm-hmm. And he has her dad hung. And he's like, here's a gun. If you can shoot him down, if you can shoot the rope down, we'll let him live. And she mm-hmm. shot, she's a little kid, she shot him in the head. Oh. So she ended up killing her own dad, trying to save him. And oh this guy, God, that's that was so she goes movie. and spends like her whole like life, like becoming a gunslinger mm. to go find this guy who made her kill her dad. I feel like I have to go watch and this And then Russell Crowe is just like this random convict who's like chained to a fountain in the middle of the town. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is like literally tw- maybe 19, 20 years old in the movie. And he is, um, so there's like a, like a gunslinging mm-hmm. competition. Mm-hmm. And it's basically, if you're not quick, you're dead. So the winner is the one who's not dead at mm-hmm. the end of it. So it's like two people, you know, oh, yeah. like get their the, guns out the and shoot each other. Shit, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And he is, um, I believe he's the bad guy's kid. And he joins, he signs up for the, the contest. And, Does yeah. he get killed? Uh, yeah. Spoiler alert, if you have not seen The Quick and the Dead, it's old as fuck, so, uh, yeah, he does not live. Um, oh, but he's, like, so cute and young in it. It's a really, it's a really good movie. <laughs> it's actually so one of my favorite movies, so you should check Ugh. it out. Uh, but yeah. fun fact about, you know, people from the Titanic... Kate Winslet, Leonardo DiCaprio, and the guy that she spits on. What the, what the fuck? I can never remember this guy's oh, fucking Billy name. Zane. Billy Zane. They are all advocates for fucking saving the Swim icebergs. Lessons? Okay. <laughs> Swim <lessons>. No. They <laughs> yes. Fucking, they have, like, their, they chip they in and yeah. donate to saving the iceberg funds. <laughs> I just think it's a little ironic. That's a good time. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Fun fact. <laughs> um, so. And I also think that Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio should still get married, but that's <sighs> that's a pastime. Somebody does <laughs> these TikToks and they're like celebrities who, like, r- right person, wrong time. Yeah. Or right person, wrong lifetime or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, maybe in an- another universe or another yeah. life they will be together. And they always, and that was one of their pairings. Because mm. they're such best friends. They are. And but, they're like, so they're not. And you cute. would, like, no, be together. I know. Yes. Um, and obviously. They would make cute babies. And my favorite, <laughs> my favorite one always is uh, Johnny Depp and. Um, Helena Bonham Carter? No. Winona Ryder. Oh, I like both of those. Definitely but... a case of right person, wrong time. Oh, for sure. But, um, so speaking of, I guess this will just be Titanic talk. Mm-hmm. Or Titanic talk. And welcome to the Titanic and welcome. show. So, okay. I saw a TikTok one time. And it was like, what weird disaster did you hyperfixate on as a kid? And it n- named a bunch and Titanic was one. Mm-hmm. Well, and 
Obviously, mm-hmm. probably because the movie came out when I was like six and a half, seven years old. Or because mom overplayed it too for a very long time. Well, yeah. And so <laughs> that was like the first and only movie I would cry at for a really, really long time. Anyway, mm-hmm. so I was, and probably still am, <laughs> admittedly, fucking obsessed. Like mm-hmm. I said, I was obsessed with Mount Everest. Yeah. I'm fucking obsessed with Titanic too. Yeah. Like, I I want to go to the fucking Titanic Museum in, I think it's in Las Vegas or some shit like that. And then most of them are buried in Nova Scotia. Yeah. Uh, I think. Is it Nova Scotia? I think so. Um, so... <laughs> Mom bought me... It's a... <laughs> it's a box full of, like, replicated things from the Titanic. Like, the ticket to get on the mm-hmm. Titanic. Um, the dinner menu. Uh-huh. Like, this box of just, like, a postcard that they would have sent mm-hmm. or would have been able to fill out. Like, all these kind of, like, paper goods. I have yeah. actually, I have it. I found it. But I haven't, I didn't reopen oh my it. God. And I'm like, why do I do with this? It's such a weird, like, fucking item to have. <laughs> But I'm like, I kind of don't want to get rid of it. And I remember, I remember it was at Barnes and Nobles and we went, me and mom Mm -hmm. would always go to fucking Barnes and Noble, like at the middle of the night and fucking, (laughs) uh, I remember seeing it. I was like, mom, I fucking, and obviously I didn't say fucking need this. I was like seven. I was like, mom, I need this. (laughs) Oh my God. And then she's like, ah, I don't know. Like, uh." Uh and then they ended up buying it for me and gave it to me like like a week or two later. And I, like, almost shit my pants with, like, pure joy. I was, like, so excited. <laughs> and, like, I it, it just is so, like I said, I don't really remember what's in it. I know mm-hmm. there's, like, a ticket. I know there's, like, the dinner menu or something. There's a postcard. There's mm-hmm. some shit like that. But, like, I just remember I was, like, dying. And I was so, and I would just, like, go through it all the time and, like, <laughs> wonder what it was like. Like, I don't know. It was, like, it's such a weird sink in a ship? fucking like, obsession. <laughs> And then I remember I was actually at Disneyland. They it sank in nineteen fourteen, nineteen twelve, nineteen fourteen, fourteen. Okay, that's what my paper said, but I swear it was nineteen twelve because I swear the hundredth year anniversary was the year that I graduated high school. Or maybe it was the fourteenth of April of nineteen twelve. <laughs> Stumbling, sinking. The stumbling of. The stumbling of the Titanic. It was 1912. It was April 14th, 1912. Okay, see, that's what I get confused is the 14th and the 12th. So I was in Disneyland on the. It must have been the 90th? No. Yeah, it was the 90th anniversary, so 2002. Right? Oh, yes. No. Yes. And then I was actually in Disneyland on the 100th anniversary as well. Oh. So I just was always like... And we were riding Jungle Cruise. <laughs> it was when it was the 90th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And the fucking Jungle Cruise guy goes, Happy 90th anniversary of the Titanic sinking. Hopefully we don't go down too. Because you know how they're all smart asses. Yeah. And it just like seared into my brain. And then I ended up spending the 100 year anniversary there too. And then 
somebody made mention of it at some riot as well. I'm like, oh man, people really, people at Disney are really we're, aware we're of Titanic not the sinking. Only ones obsessed with this. So it's not. <laughs> It's just, it was just funny. That's the freaking junk. I was literally writing Jungle Cruise. I'm like, oh, maybe I uh, better hope we don't go down too. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Apparently, a Jungle Cruise boat just uh, sank at Disney World like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> they like, started filling don't with water. Speak too soon. And they were trying to like get everybody out. I mean, you're not gonna, I don't think it goes that deep, but still. Yeah. <laughs> like, the whole bottom of the boat is flooding. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Oh my goodness. Alright, well. Um, that's enough, I think know, that's Titanic enough fucking talk. weird talk for <laughs> everybody. Alrighty, well. Go follow us on Instagram. Is that yawn? Go follow us on Instagram. Uh, like us on Facebook, even though I think I'm slowly giving up on the Facebook. And... Email us. We keep saying send us your stories, but none of you are doing it, so it makes us wonder if you're even fucking listening. They just put us on in the background. Although I put a I put a story up on our Instagram, and it was like it was of Uncle Brian's creepy rocking chair, and I was like, this thing looks haunted as fuck. And then I put a poll and put hell yes or you're tripping, and only six people out of like twenty five actually responded. I'm like you poops. Those are our our six people who really listen. You poops. Just help a freaking sister out. Come on now. Um, and I feel like we're far enough in at this point and committed. So, like, if you listen to us on, I think you can really only do a Google or Apple review. Can you review us, please? It'd be really nice if you could review us, because... And if you're gonna talk shit, at least talk shit with kind words. (laughs) Who's talking shit? Do it kindly. Who's talking shit? I don't know. I'm just saying. No, I I, I already have a plan that if people leave us bad reviews, I'm going to read them on here like celebrity mean tweets. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to just own it. You're not. Dear, the you're... Creep End Podcast, you both sounds like hyenas. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry, there's not anything anyone can say that I haven't already told myself, so. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm really sure. not Or concerned. that I've already haven't heard before, exactly. so. Exactly. <laughs> so, I've had a lot of, um, you know, like, shitty boyfriends who've told me all sorts of things, so there's really nothing you can do to hurt my feelings. <laughs> I have an older sister and a younger brother. I'm a middle <laughs> child, so I'm just fucked. <laughs> you were born with your feelings hurt. Yeah, I was born with my feelings Alright, well, yes. Like us, rate us, review us, please, please. That'd be awesome. And, uh, yeah. We will see you next week. Okay, bye. Bye.